Hey, Sasha, do you know what time it is? Of course I know what time it is. It's time to talk about clowns and aliens and cows and Friday the 13th. That's right. It's Spoop Hour. Um, we now have theme music, so that should have just played. I think we have a nice little little gap there for our theme music, yeah? I think so. Yeah, we can cut one in. We're scientists. It's fine. Yeah, um, you just, you just, yeah, we yeah. put it in We've a got track. This. We got it. Yeah. We got this. So, I'll show you how to use this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sasha. <laughs> so, my best friend's husband slash father of my niece slash my buddy, William Rankin, is a fucking champ. Do you want to know why he's a fucking champ? Why is he a fucking champ? Because he wrote us our fucking theme music, and it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, he sent me the first rough draft. Like, first, my best friend, Andrea, sends me a video of him just, like, tinkering around on the keyboard, and I was like, oh my god, I love it, it's perfect, when he'd done, like, nothing. He's very talented, is what I learned, because um, I'd, never, I'd never heard anything that he'd composed. Turns out, he's fucking brilliant, so... Um, then he sends a version. I'm like, oh my god, I love it. I'm crying. It's so perfect. I said it's Sasha. And she's like, oh my god, I love it. Mm-hmm. And then he said, he's like, no, I want to tinker with it. He sends me another version. I'm like, oh my god, this is even better. And then he sends me another version. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so. It's very good. It's really good. And, um, he wanted me to mention that those of you who are in the know, he knows exactly what he did. Yes. Yeah, yes. if you're familiar with, um... The classics. Yes. The class- well, yeah, yeah the, the classics. classics. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're familiar with, like, marching band shows that yeah. are done every fall. <laughs> you're at, at all familiar with music. I think you'll hear... You'll hear it. A, a call out to a certain planet. Certain something. And he knows exactly <laughs> what he did. So, again, that's William Rankin, yeah. who is down in Florida, directing band, and whatever else. So, if you have any musical needs, pay him money, and he is worth every fucking penny. Because, my God, it's so fucking good, you guys. You heard it. I'm talking like you haven't heard it because we didn't hear it when we just started talking. It's, it's funny because we're recording this and we're waiting on the final draft um, yeah. that we're going to slide in here, edit it into the the beginning. Yeah. So, um, so we're talking about it when it's not a hundred percent ready to go. I mean, even I'm the, excited. Yeah. The, the The drafts have been like kick ass. Like, I was like, we incredible. can just use this right now. Yeah. Like, um, why he, do we even need a podcast? Let's just play this song yeah, on loop. He's he's <laughs> still tinkering with it, and yeah. we're so happy and thankful so, for his help. Thank you again, William Rankin. Um, band director extraordinaire, amazing musician, um, <laughs> arranger, et arranger, etc. Um, so yeah, thanks again, and I hope I pronounced your name right because that was your only request. Yep. <laughs> but I've known you for a while, so I hope I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. Um. So um, on our menu tonight, uh, we've got uh, donuts. Donuts. Um, yes. On our I, literal menu. <laughs> on our literal menu, I found it in with snacks today, and Entenmann's were on sale at my local giant. So. Yeah, but Entenmann's donuts are really good. Yeah, I'm gonna Especially take a the... big ass bite of this chocolate crumb fucker. Yeah, the the chocolate covered ones, the chocolate flavored ones that are covered in chocolate cake donuts. I like I like cake donuts. Cake donuts are just better. I'm yeah, fine um, than the other kind. Yeah, I. I, uh, we're, we're really blessed, hashtag blessed, hashtag uh, to blessed. have so many different donut places in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, including Entenmann's, the grocery store. Right, including Entenmann's, <laughs> the grocery store. And I was just thinking this morning, like, I was so hungry because I, I woke up late again, um, as I've been waking up late for the last, like, week and a half. Um, and so I forgot to, uh, not only grab the breakfast I already had just sitting in the freezer, but I also didn't have time to, like, stop at Starbucks and get a proper breakfast. Um, so, I don't know, I, I opened up a text, uh, like, a, a group chat that um, I was in yesterday, and the first thing that popped up was this golden snitch donut that I had sent a picture of um, to, to my group chat friends. Um, and 
my god, I just want to try one so bad. <laughs> it's um, Sugar Shack. They have a Golden Stitch Donut for the month of October. It's so ridiculous looking. Go. I know. Have you but... ever been? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. I know you've had of... Sugar Shack donuts. I just yeah. No, my I, I got know. my dad's birthday cake from there, so oh, I had to like, right, go right, and right. like pick it up in person. Right. Um, their their donuts are a little too sweet for my tastes, yeah, but I really want to try this butterbeer donut. Really All right. Bad. So, so on our actual donut top, yeah, on, donut on top. our on our figurative Act, menu, yeah, the, the, the menu for our show. Um, so Courtney has got uh, a couple of stories, or are you just t- sharing the one today? No, I'm going to share all three because they're all short and okay. they're all incredible. Cool. So <laughs> she's sharing some creepy stories from her family that she learned from her mom, who is one of our listeners. Hello, hi mom. Um, and then I've got some. Uh, really awful just really upsetting clown news to share it's, it's um, upsetting for us all yeah and that's part of our local flavor by kind of a stretch um but and then we'll go into we'll that we'll get into that and then and then Courtney, finally um this podcast is actually going to go up a week from when we're recording um on the 10th mm-hmm. which is my birthday hey so happy birthday to me future me um but we're gonna talk about friday the 13th mm-hmm. and other bad luck days yeah. around the world I think we've established that we are recording these ahead of time. Yes. So, um, I just so. wanted to say that today is my birthday. Not today recording day. Today when you're listening day. So Unless wish me you're a listening goddamn on like February birthday. 3rd. In which case, still wish me a fucking happy birthday because yeah. you're late as fuck. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So the last thing on our <laughs> menu is uh, Courtney talking about Friday the 13th. Yep. Because that is allegedly this week. So um, <laughs> so we'll talk, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, so so um, let's hop into some spoof. So, the origin of all three of these stories is my great-grandma, Gigi, who has a very unique last name, and I don't want to give it to anyone for fear of identity thieving. Like, it's a, it's a real unique last name. Um, really? It, you, <laughs> that was Sasha with a mouthful of donuts saying really unique. I told her the last name yesterday. Um, so, my great-grandma, Gigi... Um, had a farm in Baja, Mexico, um, on the border of California and Mexico. I thought you guys were Catalonian. That's exactly what I said to my mom. My grandma likes to pretend that we're from Spain, um, because I guess it was embarrassing to be from Mexico, so we're Castilian Spanish. We're not. We're Mexican. It's fine. Anyway, so, um, my great-grandma Gigi was a very, like, staid and straightforward woman in that she was very 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 conservatively christian like raised that entire side of the family like the small town in footloose they weren't allowed to dance they weren't allowed to go to the movies it was a whole fucking thing um but apparently said stayed christianity did not extend to the things that she believed in terms of supernatural so um how do you want me to do this? You want me to go short, slightly longer, longest, or do you want me to start with most exciting and then work my way backwards? Whatever works best for you. All right, we'll start with the story about the cows. It's okay. quick, it's painless, and this is going to say. And I do into, love cows. You do love cows. So, as I mentioned, my great grandmother had a farm. I believe it was inherited from her parents. So, growing up on said farm, obviously they had a lot of livestock, and one day a storm was blowing in, and it was shaping up to be pretty nasty, so my great-grandma was sent out to round up the cows and put them in the barn. And so, she was trying to round them all up, but you know how cows are, they're big, and there's a lot of them, and it's like herding cats, but it's cows. (laughs) So, she's trying to round them all up when the neighbor comes and helps her out, and he's like, I got this, so they... Together, the two of them get the cows into the barn pretty quick so right. they can get back inside for the storm. So the neighbor goes back to his house. My great-grandma goes back to their house. So her parents are like, you're back quickly. And she's like, yeah, the neighbor came and helped me with the cows. And they were like, oh, okay, that's super chill. So they waited out the storm. And the next day, um, my great-grandmother's parents, so my great-great-grandparents, great-great-great-great, I don't know, many great-grandparents passed, um... They went to the neighbor's house to thank him for helping their daughter with the cows because, you know, it was dangerous. So they knock on his door and they're like, hey, just wanted to say thanks. Situation got a little rough yesterday. And if you hadn't been there to help our daughter, you know, Mm -hmm. something bad could have happened. It was really great. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I did not help her with the cows. I did not leave the house yesterday. So they all swore that it was my great-grandmother's guardian angel helping her with the cows. 
to get him in the barn. So that's kind of the, that's the cow story. It's the short little amuse-bouche to whet your appetite. So that's the, that's the very staid Christian coming through. Cool. With it. But yeah. Step two also has a Christian theme. So for our (laughs) Christian listeners, hold on tight. It's a great episode. (laughs) So... My great grandmother um, and my great grandfather were married for a very long time. They loved each other very, very deeply, and they liked to. They always spent their time together. And my mom only found out recently from our second cousin that this had happened, and that this was something that my great grandmother told people after my great grandfather passed away. Um, apparently, one night they were sitting out on the porch of their farm in Mexico, and aliens came. Cool. And they were abducted by said aliens. But the aliens were chill. Nothing was put in anybody's butts. Um, Nobody was sliced open. Nobody had their memory wiped. No big deal. And according to my great-grandmother Gigi, she was able to convince the aliens to convert to Christianity (laughs) from their little time together on the UFO. Jesus loves everyone. He does. Including aliens. And the aliens were like, this is a dude I can get behind. Where do I sign up Amazing. for the Christian train? So that's the alien part. Cool. And now the great granddaddy of them all, or great grandmommy of them all. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> this is the shriveled arm story. Right. Yeah. Yes. And you I told was... me yesterday the shriveled arm story, and I was like, I am excited to hear this, but I don't want you to tell me I ahead of time. I w- I've been so excited to tell this story because my mom just told me this a couple days ago. And ever since then, I've been like, oh my god, I can't wait to tell Sasha, but I can't because we weren't recording and I wanted you to react authentically. Okay. So I hope it lives up to the hype. So, my great-grandmother's, I believe it was cousin. Okay. I don't know what that makes her in relation to me. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Some extended family person. Um, Keep in mind, this was a generation where people didn't really trust banks, you Mm -hmm. know, because you give your money to the banks, you might not get it back. So it was a lot of burying money, hiding money in the mattress, hiding money in the freezer, wherever you want to stick it, just not in the bank, or up your butt, because that's where the aliens get it. Um, Unless they're the good Christian ones. So um, my great-grandmother's cousin, her husband unexpectedly died, and he had buried a large sum of money somewhere, just hidden it somewhere, and she didn't know where it was, because he hadn't expected to die, so he hadn't been like, hey... If something ever happens to me, flip over the couch cushions and you'll find, you know, $4,000. Right. So she didn't know. Um, So he passed away. They buried him. You know, she was very sad, whatever. And one night she was sleeping alone when she was woken up because her room filled with light, like really, really bright, intense light. And there was her husband. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy to see you. I, are, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? What's, what's going on? Yeah. And um, he is said to have grabbed her arm very uh, firmly. Not, not like, really intensely. I'm gently yeah. grabbing Sasha's arm right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, like, enough to lead her. And he led her to a spot, I believe it was in the backyard, but a nearby huh. wooded area, and pointed. And he just kept insisting, you know, here, here, here. So the next day, she woke up, she went out to that spot, and that's where the money was. Oh. And there was a part of her arm, the part where he had touched, that had shriveled and was never the same again. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) And that's the shriveled arm story, and I was so excited. Uh... (laughs) Thoughts? Feelings? Are you okay? That, but that's, that reminds me of that thing that I was trying to tell you about last week um, mm-hmm. with the um, Tokyo with mother. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the the midnight stories Tokyo Diner yeah Tokyo Diner midnight stories um, ghost coming back to the finish ghost shit coming off. yeah because like sometimes you gotta gotta get that information to your loved ones and I still You've highly recommend that episode the ghost episode I highly recommend my great grandma Gigi. <laughs> You gotta admit, that's a pretty great family lore. That's ridiculous mm-hmm. and very good. Yeah. And I'm this glad is... that she got the money. <laughs> right? This is something. Oh my god. Yeah, apparently my great grandmother swore up and down that her arm was shriveled for the rest of her life. From she, where? She wasn't, like, just husband. wrinkly. <laughs> I mean, she said it was one specific oh, like, part of her arm. Uh, it was very clearly, see? like. When, when you dead. said. When you told me this, this. The title, The Shriveled Arm Story, yesterday, I was thinking about the scene, um. 
like towards the end of the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, like when they first get to Shell City and they're getting dehydrated, and then SpongeBob starts shriveling up and his like arms start shrinking. So I was like imagining I mean, your great grandmother losing like a chunk of her arm. I mean, or, like, this was shrinking. her cousin. Oh, so cousin, sorry. She, my great grandmother's arms were fully functional. Oh, that's true. But still, like nuts. And yeah. she found the money. So I'm glad she found the money. Good on you, ghost. Right? Like that was that was a really quality, upright, upstanding thing to do. So yeah. high fives all around. And that was the shriveled arm story that I couldn't wait to tell. Oh my god. That was crazy. So, let's talk about upsetting clowns. Yeah, because, let's talk about upsetting oh clowns. oh my god. So, um, so <laughs> as we know, clowns are upsetting just in general. Um, which is kind of unfortunate because, like, not, it's, it's a thing. It's hashtag not all clowns. Because, <laughs> I remember when I was- chlorophobia, if yeah. you're afraid of clowns. Well, and I remember when I was little, clowns. I wasn't scared of clowns. Mm. Like, clowns weren't made to be scary, I felt like, when, except for it- um, when I was little, like, lots of people would have clowns at their birthday parties. I was never scared of them. I was a clown for Halloween one year. I was a very cute oh, clown. I bet you were. I had a rainbow, like, afro wig nice. and, um, freckles and, like, Aww. cute little nose. See, um, we were never, like, I wasn't afraid of clowns growing up so much. I just never really liked them. Like, yeah. we went to the circus once and I was like, this just doesn't do anything oh, for see, me. yeah, I mean, the way that I don't like costumed characters yeah um, i was totally like the opposite with clowns i, I liked clowns and i also had a, a friend whose uh parent worked you know part-time like on weekends or whatever as oh, a, clown, he was a clown like professionally oh. and so did he like, go to clown college uh i don't know that much oh. but um but i you know i was never scared of clowns um but then you know as time has gone by and pop culture has screwed with clowns and people don't like circuses anymore um, Barn and Billy is out now. Um, they were dicks to animals, to be fair. Yes, they were. No, but I'm talking about the clown part. Oh, the yeah, entertainment the value. Yeah, yeah. And, like, people being kind of creeped out by Cirque du Soleil mm. because they, you know, sometimes their more um, uh, comedic relief characters can be painted up, you know, in kind of cre- more creepy or grotesque ways. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's unfortunate that, like, actual clowns who... <laughs> you know, are just trying to bring joy to the world. Good, are, honest, hardworking yeah, clowns are, are getting edged out by these shifty bastards. Right, like these assholes last year who, Ugh. um, you know, would go into the woods and, you know, are you, you okay? Not, yeah, I'm good, you sorry. You I the just, donut? No, I just, I was, I was so reminded of that that I, like, inhaled sharply, having just consumed some of my almond milk. But... If you're not local to this area, I think they popped up all over the they, United States. All over I the think United they started States. in California, though, because I remember seeing that and being like, oh, shit. That's oh, I thought it was up was. north. Really? Yeah, I thought it was, like, they Pennsylvania. Kind of, they kind well, of popped up all It was all, all at the, the place, same time. Yeah, where there were just those clowns standing at the edge of the woods, and they were, like, creepy, and they were, some were holding, like, giant, like, machetes or whatever for yeah. extra creep value. And some were reported to be, like, gesturing to try to lure people into the woods. Mm-hmm. Probably it was just some smartasses from the internet being like, you know, it'll be creepy if I stand on the woods dressed like a clown. Yeah. But what the fuck? Well, yeah, because, I mean, one person does it, it yeah. becomes news, and then assholes on the internet are like, oh, I'm going to do this too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Back anyway. That. So, clowns have been kind of perverted into being monsters. Right. So, um, so there's this story that I'm sure some of you guys have already heard, and this is going to be our local flavor story, and I will explain why shortly. Um, so, in, uh... Florida, mm-hmm. which is not Virginia, but in Florida, the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office announced uh, last week that it had arrested one of its prime suspects in a cold case from 1990, the which, year of my birth. I was going to say, it's as way, old birth- as Sasha is. Yeah, my birthday is coming up. It is. It's, it's almost Sasha's birthday, so wish her a happy birthday. Yeah, you were making a big deal about your October 10th birthday. Mine is October 15th. Yes, I don't coming. I don't think that's a Tuesday, so we won't have an episode on your birthday, but yeah. we can have one near your birthday. We'll have one near my birthday. It happy is two days off Sasha. of Friday the 13th. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, it's soon. Um, so wish Sasha a happy birthday, you ingrates. I'm just kidding. Would, we love you. Yeah, I was, was going to say, I, I, it's, it's okay if you don't. Um, but you should. Uh, so so they, there was a cold case from, um, from May 1990 where um, a woman named Marlene Warren answered the front door of her home in Wellington, Florida. Sorry, just to interject. Yes. That makes this murder older than you. Yes, murder is so older than th- me. So this murder took a long time to solve. Yes, like I think I established it even yeah, just by like saying 1990. Well, yeah, think, but it, yeah. it's old. I don't know. It's yeah. just weird for me to think about how it's older than a person that I am familiar with. Yeah. Continue. Okay, so um, so answer the door in Wellington, Florida, um, and uh, standing at her door 
was someone dressed as a clown with a red bulb nose, an orange wig, and a painted-on smile. The clown held a bouquet of flowers and two balloons, one emblazoned with a picture of Snow White and one that said, You're the greatest. Yikes. The clown held them out to Marlene Warren and then shot her in the face. Um, so there were witnesses who heard the gunshot, um, she fell to the ground, her teenage son had, um, found her lying in the pool of blood, and then, um, the clown, according to witnesses, just calmly walked back to her car and drove away. Um, Marlene Warren died two days later, okay? Um, and so the cops were trying to figure out, like, what the hell, like, happened here? This, like, clown (laughs) murdered this woman. Is this a Stephen King story? Um, right. And so this case, um, according to NPR... Uh, took many strange turns from its already outrageous <laughs> beginnings. Like, like it's already this outrageous clown yeah. murder, and it keeps taking these weird turns. So, per NPR, um, early on, police identified this woman they arrested. Her name was Sheila Keene, um, as a suspect. So, they just arrested her last week. Um, they identified her as a suspect in 1990. Um, so, they noted that two weeks after uh, the murder of this one Warren, um, they went and looked for, uh, the phone records of Warren's then husband, Richard. Okay. So his name, or sorry. Oh, I, I messed up. No, Keen's husband was Richard. Marlene okay. Warren's husband is Michael Warren. Um, Michael Warren was, uh, like a chop shop guy. Um, he would, you know, butcher up cars and t- okay. sell their parts and whatever. Um, but he was actually arrested um and charged by the police convicted of racketeering grand theft and o- odometer tampering so like what <laughs> i didn't uh, realize that was a crime <laughs> no it is like uh what uh, matilda's dad, dad does, does. In the movie. Yeah, yeah that's just yeah. what i was thinking about i and, didn't realize i knew it was like shifty and you shouldn't do it but i right. didn't realize it was a and crime so so this woman they arrested sheila keen um had been working for mr warren okay oh. um in his dealership uh and there was an alleged affair and then there was also like insurance uh, payment, life insurance payment covering uh, sh- the the Mrs. Warren and all of this, and so there was a lot Jesus, of stuff like involved, insurance right? Is just so much in- incentive um, for. And murder. they also had a lot of property, like um, a car, the car dealership itself, a car rental agency, their ho- lavish home, mm-hmm. um, rental properties, all of this, and so. So um, they were very well off. So there was right. And, uh, I don't know necessarily that this article had how, their age difference, but I was looking at another age, uh, another article that go- goes more in-depth into, like, the personas of these two people, um, the Mr. Warren and Sheila Keen, um, and they have about maybe a 10-year age gap, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe 15-year age gap, so she was, like, the younger, okay. hotter piece of ass. Was, was, um, the victim, was she closer in age to, to her, her original husband? Okay. Yeah, Mrs. Warren was close in age. Closer I think she was, like, two, eight, two years older than her husband. Okay. And then Sheila so, Keene yeah, was, like, was, 10 to 15 years younger. A hot piece of yeah, ass. Yeah, hot piece of ass who was working for him. Um, Yikes. so... Uh, if you are the hot piece of ass in your relationship, don't murder anybody else. Right. And so, um, they couldn't ever, the cops just could never come up with enough evidence to charge either of them with any involvement Mm. in the crime, but they just, like, kind of kept them, like, on their radar. But over time, um, uh, you know, the war, uh, Mr. Warren and Sheila Keene eventually get married, um, and, uh... In 2000, sorry, so in 2002, mm-hmm. um, they get married, but they had actually been together since the time of the murder, or Oof. about approximately around the same time he was like, oh, I'm grieving, and I'm, oh, with my oh, new girlfriend, right? Oh, I just fallen right? in love again. Um, and they, they moved around, um, they lived in Tennessee and operated, like, a beloved, like, restaurant, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, the, the part of Tennessee where the restaurant was, was close to Abingdon, Virginia, um, and that's where she was arrested, uh... Uh, last week, um, because the cops reopened the investigation um, in t- uh, because like in 2014 they received a grant to open cold cases oh. and stuff, um, and you know there's now advances in DNA technology. They were able to get like DNA off of some like old pieces of evidence mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, they were able to like actually pin it on um, <laughs> pin it on Sheila Keene, uh, and then I don't know if they've arrested. Michael Warren. Yeah, that's what he, I was he hasn't ask. been. He hasn't been charged with anything yet, but he has. He's been, uh, st- like, he's still a suspect. Yeah. Um, do but you the, think? He, do you think he knew beforehand? Uh, I don't know, but I know. Or do you think it was? I did this for you, and he was like, 
Okay. Well, so I was looking at this um, other article, the more sen- kind of sensational one from the um, Sun Sentinel? Sentinel Sun? No, oh, yeah, I think it's um, uh, Sun Sentinel, but I don't know. Let's see. Um, that more sensational one was like interviewing people who knew them in Abingdon. Uh, um, and well, were Abingdon's like, a really small town. Right. And it was a tourist town and it was like, a, they, it, the headline of the article was, in tourist town, they were a perfect couple. Until killer clown allegations <laughs> blew dream life apart. Um, so, the name of my autobiography. Right. Like, they were, they owned a restaurant together. Um, they, you know, it's like a very old classic, you know, yeah. little brick like town, brick so, storefronts, an antique so store, and a soda shop. they found each other after yeah. his tragic ending to his first right? marriage. And, so and now people, they have a restaurant for their love. Yeah, no one had any idea that, like, these two people, like, had this clown case in the back, you know, in their history where, like, they didn't know that Michael's original wife was murdered by a yeah. clown and they had no idea that his current wife was, was the, the clown. clown. <laughs> um, Jesus. So how upsetting. He had to have known, right? Like, I don't, I don't know that you could keep that a secret for that long. Like, yeah. she kept it a secret for, what, 26 years? Yeah. There's no way that she could have kept that to right? herself it's for ridiculous. 26 years and just yeah. been like, how convenient that your wife was murdered and now we can yeah. officially be together. And There's this no lady, way. this lady is 54 now. So like, she's oh, not she was all, young. She was, she was basically my age yeah. when she killed this woman. Yikes. Yeah. Thank you for not killing anyone. I, I would never. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had this, their, their restaurant was called the Purple Cow. It's such a cute little building, right? It's got like a purple cows. It's got a purple awning and cow splotches. It's really cute. It's a really cute restaurant. Um, That's a bummer, man. so everyone's like, I don't understand, like, you know, how this would, you know, how how could she murder anyone? You know that's someone's favorite restaurant and they were like, oh man, I guess I have to change my birthday party. Right. Um, Her first husband, this is an interesting tidbit, and so this is Sheila's first. Sheila's husband? first husband okay. was forty one. So she has a she has she a was twenty three. Yeah, she she likes them older. Um, <laughs> but but we'll see. Um, I I didn't read through this entire article because I was starting to get like she murdered a person. You don't have to be sympathetic to her, like because <laughs> she I, murdered I always... a person and then didn't come forward and for married her years. husband. Yeah, <laughs> and married the husband of the woman she murdered. So like even if he was in on it, that's fucked up, girl. Yeah. Like, Jesus. So that's my upsetting clown story. That is a very upsetting clown story. Yeah. Oh, and so how is it local flavor? They Abingdon. were arrested in Abingdon, even though the murder happened in Florida. And Abingdon is not that far from here, compared uh, to Florida. It's a couple co- hours, but I was gonna compared say, to Abingdon Florida. Abingdon is, like, next to Tennessee. Yeah. And Tennessee is, like, a five to six hour drive yeah. from here. It's closer than Florida. But it is closer than Florida. Because Florida is, like, 12 hours. Yeah. Um, 12 hour drive, two hour flight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's... That's so upset. He had to have known, but now I'm sitting here and I'm wondering, did he know before she did it? Like, did she say, hey, we should get rid of your wife? What do you think? Right. Or did she do it and then tell him? Well, I mean, if there was, like, a life insurance policy and, like, they owned property and stuff together. Yeah. They, it very well could have been. Oh, yeah. They easily could have done it together. Um, The tricky part is, and if you're actually a lawyer... I'm sorry that I'm gonna about to get all of this wrong based on Law and Order episodes that I've seen in my life. But now that they're married, they can't really testify against each other because it's privilege, isn't it? Isn't that how that works? Maybe, but I immediately. Or I think you don't of... have to testify. You can, but I don't think you have to. Like they can't, the court can't compel you to testify because it's. Well, it's I privilege. immediately thought of the thing from Arrested Development. They can't arrest, arrest a husband, husband and wife for the same <laughs> crime. Well, Abingdon couple's about to find out. Yeah. Um, and then there was... Uh, Nothing else. He was an accessory to that fucking murder. Right. And I was going to say, like, why the fuck a clown? But, <laughs> but... If you think like, about it... If it's just, like, a, you know, card delivery thing or one mm-hmm. of those, like, singing telegrams, you wouldn't expect that person to shoot you. No. And if, even if you're just, like, walking your dog by and you see a clown with two balloons and you hear a loud bang, you're going to think there was a third balloon that popped. You're not going right. to think that clown just shot somebody. Right. And, like, if you think about the clown makeup, so if she's in full clown makeup and she's got the big red nose and she's got the wig on, that's going to hide most of her face because, as I learned from getting glasses and a different hairstyle after Mm -hmm. high school, people don't recognize you with the different hair and with something on your face. So the red nose and the hair is actually going to work as far as, I don't know who it was, it was a clown. Yeah. And, like, if you look at a picture of her, she's an average blonde white lady. Like, I wouldn't be able to pick her out of a lineup. No. 
And if she's in full clown makeup, all you're going to know is that, you know, that clown had white hands unless it had gloves on. And if she's wearing, like, baggy clown gear, you might not even know that it's a woman in there. Exactly. So, no wonder it took um, your lifespan to solve this crime. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm thinking Mrs. Warren needs to come back as a ghost for some of this unsolved, unfinished business (laughs) shit. She needs to blithe spirit that shit. Mm -hmm. Come and shrivel someone else's arm. Yeah. And just, like, yank it and be like, look, bitch, mm-hmm. you're gonna confess, and here's why. Exactly. Shrivel. Shrivel. Um, yeah, that was creepy. Yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> Not at all. Nope, nope, nope. Don't be a clown. Don't murder people. Don't murder people for your boyfriend. Don't murder people for yourself. Don't murder people for the life. Just don't murder people. We're better than this. Yeah, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just, I don't know, eat some cannoli. Mm-hmm. It's good. You'll feel better. Nobody will die. Unless you make your cannoli really violently. Okay. Um so, so, Friday the 13th. I have a document called Notes, Notes, Notes. So, a lot of this came from Wikipedia, and some of it came from National Ge- Geographic, and some of it came from my epic nerddom in high school. Please note that I did not react in any sort of way to Wikipedia. Because I think it's nonsense that people are like, eh, don't use Wikipedia as a source. You can use it as a jumping point. Yeah, and that's that's what I do. And um, mm-hmm. I try not to... So on a lot of the bigger articles, it is harder to troll just because so many people are on it and they're like, no, bitch, right. I have a citation here. Um, and I think it was a few years ago, it was when I was on the speech team, um, I came across an article in a reputable newspaper mm-hmm. that was about how... They did a side-by-side comparison between Wikipedia and an actual physical encyclopedia to see if Wikipedia was as bad as everybody says it was. And in most cases, Wikipedia was just as accurate with a slight advantage because it was updated constantly. So it had things that the encyclopedia didn't have. Yes, absolutely. um, I am a supporter of Wikipedia. Yeah, I wouldn't cite it in, like, an academic paper. Yeah, don't don't cite it in one of your papers. But in in talking shit to my friend who is currently wearing the costume that I purchased for my cat on her head, um, for the record, my cat's gonna be a Valkyrie, so I got her a little Viking hat, and now we're gonna put it on my cat, and she's gonna hate everything, but she's so cute! Oh, she's so cute! Ugh, let me die! Um, so, that was our Halloween corner. Good job, boop. Um, so, Friday the 13th, um, the week this is airing, so this Friday, if you're listening, is Friday the 13th, um, we had two in 2017, um, According to the Wikipedia page that I read extensively, any given calendar year can have, I think it was up to three. Mm -hmm. So, um, this year we've got two. So we we have a pretty high occurring um, Friday the 13th number. Um, As I've mentioned before, I was supposed to be born on Friday, October 13th, but I came early. Um, So, where does the superstition start? So, um, there's speculation that... um, Friday the 13th started in because of the 1307 rounding up of the Knights Templar in France by whatever king was there at the time. I think mm-hmm. it said it was Philip. I don't yeah. remember. One of the fucking kings. Um, rounded up all the Knights Templar and did bad stuff to them. Um, and this theory is cited in things like The Da Vinci Code mm. by Dan Brown and a bunch of other books of that ilk. Right. That's not true. Um, that there's There's no... Mm. water to that that's Mm. not it didn't happen on a friday the 13th 1307 has nothing to do with it so um the superstition is believed well it might have started it's hard to say with this because like how how do you get to superstitions right why is 13 a bad number Uh, Mm. mm. yeah it just it's always been that way Mm. i have answers i don't have answers i have speculation based on wikipedia articles (laughs) um (laughs) So it may have started in the Middle Ages with the story of, tying it back into Christianity, making this our most Christian episode ever. I see what you mean. Jesus's Last Supper and Crucifixion. So 13 people were at the Last Supper because you have Jesus and his 12 disciples. So that's 13 people. And then, spoiler alert, the next day he gets killed. Um, what? Spoilers. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. You, I, I, I haven't know. gotten that far in I'm the Bible. I'm so sorry. You're on like the chapter before. Ugh. I'm so sorry. It's only been out for Jesus like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's only been out for like 2,000 years. I'm so sorry. I should have. I should have spoiler tagged this whole thing. <laughs> um, so um, there's also speculation that similarly Friday is an unlucky day because 
Jesus was crucified on a Friday and he came back on Easter Sunday. So he was crucified on Good Friday. I don't know why they call it Good Friday. That I did. It was a really bad It was a really bad Friday. Like, on the scale of, like, bad things that can happen to you on Fridays, getting crucified is way up there. Like, I have never had a worse Friday than that. Never. In my life. Than the one that where you got crucified. Than the one where I got crucified. I don't like to talk about it, though. It's kind of personal. <laughs> okay. Um, but you came back on Sunday. But I came good. back on Sunday, so it was fine. I was like, hey, bitches, let's party. And everybody's like, we have work in the morning. Are we going to hell? Probably. Cool. <laughs> we'll see you there. Um, it's okay. My great-grandmother's guardian angel will come and get me, and I'll just convert some a- aliens and get my points back up. <laughs> um, so... The first time that Friday, so Friday is unlucky because of Good Friday, we think, and then the 13th is unlucky because of the 13 disciples, or the Mm -hmm. 13 people at the Last Supper. Um, The first time those two things were used together to be, as being mentioned as unlucky, was in Giacchino Rossini's biography in 1869. Um, Rossini had died on Friday the 13th, and his biographer wrote, quote, He was surrounded to the last by admiring friends, and if it be true that, like so many Italians, he regarded Fridays as an unlucky day and 13 as an unlucky number, it is remarkable that on Friday 13th of November, he passed away. So that's the first time we have written proof of, like, Friday 13th is not great. Right. Um, And there was also a book, so that was in um, 1869. In 1907, there was a book published called Friday the 13th, in which, and this has nothing to do with the movie of the same name, although <laughs> thinking about it is, listen to the story of this book okay. and then think about the movie in terms of that. So sure. um, this story was that there was a shifty stockbroker who took advantage of the superstition surrounding Friday the 13th to cause a panic on Wall Street. So if you imagine Friday the 13th in the context of, he's a shifty stockbroker. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just I just like picturing Jason in his hockey mask yeah. being on Wall Street, being like, "Hey guys, you hear it's Friday the 13th? and then just waiting <laughs> for the panic to overtake. Oh no! <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's as far as we can tell. That's the origin of Friday the Thirteenth being a bad day. So, um, what's interesting is in other European cultures. 13 is the bad number. Right. Still, but in Spanish-speaking countries, Tuesday the 13th is considered a day of bad luck. And Uh Greece also has Tuesday being the bad day of luck. Um, So in Greece, it's because Tuesday is the day under Ares, the god of war. Um, Uh If you're more into Roman mythology, it's Mars. Um, And so because he's all bloody and war-y, it's considered to be a not great day. And because Constantinople apparently fell a lot, which I did not realize. I thought there was just, like... Just once. Just, like, the one big one. But apparently it just fell, like, all the damn time. So the fir- one of the first times was the fall of Constantinople in the Fourth Crusade occurred on Tuesday, April 13th in 1204. And then, again, Constantinople fell on Tuesday, May 29th in 1453 to the Ottomans. So that was two instances of Tuesday where Constantinople fell. Wow, Tuesday, big problems. Tuesday, big problems. Um, in Greece, anyway. And then also in Spain. So, um, also lending to... Then this is... I like. I think I like the Greek myth the mm-hmm. best. Because Greece has, like, concrete reasons for this shit. And not just like, I don't know, Friday seems weird. Um, so, the Greek word for Tuesday is treaty. Okay. Triti. Okay. T-R-I-T-I. And that means the third day of the week. And mm-hmm. it's also unlucky because of the saying, bad luck comes in threes. Oh. So third day of the week, bad yeah. luck comes in threes. So I'm like, okay, I can get behind that. So let's hop on over to Italy, shall we? Yes. Oop, that was us flying to Italy. Hello. Pasta. Canals. Regretty that spaghetti. I regret, I never regretty spaghetti. Um, so in Italy, Friday the 17th is bad luck. So still Friday. But not the 13th anymore. Right. It's because the writing of the numbers 17 in Roman numerals is XVII. Mm-hmm. And you can shuffle that to be VIXI, Vixi, which I assume there's a Roman pronunciation. Right. But Latin, dead language, pronunciation doesn't matter. Um, Vixi means I have lived or my life is over. Hmm. Which is considered to be a bad omen. Or an omen of bad luck because it's implying death in the present. Like, right. Like, well, I was alive, but... Well, not anymore. Yeah. 
So that's super bad luck. Um, in Italy, 13 is lucky. Okay. Um, and again, it's 17 that's the bad luck number. But because of the Americanization of younger generations, younger generations are incorporating Friday the 13th as being a bad luck day in Italy as well. Yeah. So the older generations, you'll still get fear of Friday the 17th, but the younger generations, it's Friday the 13th. Interesting. Which I found interesting. So, um... Uh, now let's just talk about general statistics for Friday the 13th. I thought this would be a good point to talk about numbers. Yeah. Who doesn't love numbers? Um, approximately 17 to 21 million people in the U.S. are afraid of Friday the 13th. A random day in the calendar. Do better, America. Wow. Um, it's the most feared day and date in history. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um... It costs us about 800 to 900 million dollars in business because people are so afraid of Friday the 13th and of something bad happening that they don't do the shit they normally do. So they're not going to go out and spend money because they're afraid to take flights on Friday the 13th because who knows what'll happen. They're afraid to get out of bed, so I'm not going to work, so that's lost hours of productivity. They're afraid to take long road trips. I'm not going to drive to the grocery store today. Who knows what's going to happen? There's probably monsters there. So you're saying Friday the 13th is Crush Capitalism Day. Yes, Friday the 13th, you heard it here first, is Dismantle Capitalism. Good. Um, but for stupid reasons, like not good reasons, no. just just dumb ones. Because um, you know there are people who are like, well, I would dismantle capitalism, but, but it's Friday the, the 13th. 13th. So I'm not going to get out of bed. <laughs> um, that's dumb. Don't do that. Not to just, like, not to completely dismiss your fears, but I mean... I believe in you. What could happen? What could I? <laughs> uh, okay, knock I know. On wood. I know. If you're if you're if you're superstitious and not just a little stitious. Yeah, you're. Yeah. I, I consider myself a little stitious, um, but I'm not superstitious. Um, so, funnily enough, in Finland, they have named Friday the Thirteenth not National Dismantle Capitalism Day, but National Accident Day to promote car safety. Oh. I don't know why. Cool. It's just that's the day in Finland. So in 1993, the British Medical Journal um, published a study that showed a significant level of traffic-related incidents on Friday the 13th as opposed to any other random day in the UK. So there were slightly more traffic accidents on Friday the 13th that they studied than on, say, like, Tuesday the 9th. Just because people are, like... Probably because people are being stitious. Stitious, Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm not superstitious, I'll drive, but I am a little stitious, and they I'll get make distracted. bad choices. Yeah, they get distracted by their own, like, fear of the day. Oh my god, is that a black cat? <laughs> Crash. Yeah. Man, it was like we just played a clip of a car accident. Wow. It was like we were there, didn't you feel it? <laughs> I'm really good at that. Um, so, yeah, um, the Dutch Center for Insurance Statistics, which is a real thing, has completely gone against that. They say that average traffic accidents drop on Friday the 13th as opposed to other Fridays, which I think, again, can be attributed to people being a little stitious yeah. because they're like, something bad's going to happen today. I'm not getting in a fucking car accident today. Right. I'm going to use my turn signal and check my blind spots, um, mm. which you should do every day, not just on Friday the 13th. Use, but your, use your turn signals. It's a magical thing that can tell the world your intention to turn. Every car comes with one. They're standard. It's amazing. Even BMWs, even like bottom of the line junkers, every car has a turn signal. Not that you'd know it from driving around here, <laughs> but they all fucking have them. <laughs> so use them. Um, no joke. My dad's best friend who I was raised calling my uncle um, in the 80s was driving around and my mom was like, dude, you're not using your turn signal. What, what gives? And he was like... Ugh. Cool people don't use their turn signal. Come on. Oh, my God. Cool people do use their turn signal. You know what else cool people do? They turn their lights on when their wipers are going. Because otherwise, I can't see your punk ass. And the so coolest... even when I do all the safe things, I can't see you because your fucking gray car blends into everything in the rain. And the coolest thing to do is to turn your headlights on when you're driving at night. Oh, Because, uh... It's that dark. Is a, that's a thing that happened a lot while I was in Michigan this summer. What the hell? People in Michigan, people in Ohio, just, like, don't drive with their headlights on. That's a bad choice. Yeah. Because it's, it's a really even bad if, choice. Even if you think you have great night vision, it's not about you. It's yeah. about the other drivers. I can't see you if your lights are not on. This is a very long tangent. This is a very long tangent, but, like... 
we're observing Automobile Safety Day, National Accident Day, like the Finnish do yep. for Friday the 13th. That is true. So, like, drive better, America, and other places. Drive better, everyone. We can do better. We can do better. Back on non-tangent land, so let's talk about other bad luck yeah. days. So this this primarily came from National Geographic. So in Japan and China, yes. April 4th yep. is an extremely bad luck day because the similarity of the word for is... The word for is very similar to the word for death. Uh-huh. So Chinese buildings that are particularly superstitious, some, the builder will sometimes skip the fourth floor the way some older hotels do in America yep. where you go from 12 to 14. Yeah. So they'll go from three to five. Yeah. Because four is really bad. Right. Um, also in Japan, September 9th is a really bad luck yep. day because the word for nine is similar to the word for suffering. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's it's a bummer. Yeah, um, and I, I have a friend who's born on September 9th. She, she's not a, a Japanese friend um, from she's Okinawa. Not particularly suffering. She's not. She doesn't particularly care. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. You you go. You want to not care if yeah. it's your birthday. Um, I did know someone who pointed out that we went back to school in September around because September was the month of suffering, so summer had to end, so it's the month of oh, suffering. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> um. So, interesting. This was this was something interesting that I did not know. In Afghanistan, the number 39 is bad luck, which based on my very preliminary and basic research, that was the biggest number that was considered bad luck that wasn't like 666, the number of the beast. Oh, yeah. Um, so, 39 is bad luck because it translates into mortagao, or dead cow, and it's also a well-known slang term for what National Geographic calls, and I love this, a procurer of prostitutes. Cool. Or a pimp. But I just love the phrase, a procurer of prostitutes. prostitutes. Hmm. hmm. I procured you some sex workers. Here you go. Um, so, yeah, those are those are bad luck days around the world. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, after doing this research, I still don't know why Friday the 13th is such a bad luck day. Like, yeah, it just It seems is. like it just kind of, it kind of came out of nowhere and it just sort of happened. Yeah. Which is interesting. I think it would have made more sense if it had been the 1307 rounding up the, of the Knights Templar, because it's yeah. like, a bunch of people died, and so people were superstitious. That, like, how we got right. the bow finger or whatever. Yeah. But no, it just, I don't know, we were worried about it. Yeah. It's, it was funny when you were talking about, um, for me, when you are talking about, like, how many times, uh, you know, there's a th- September, I mean, uh, when there's a Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. um, in the years, because, uh, in my, in the Simpsons shitposting group that, uh, <laughs> Matt and Megan and my brother and I are in on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this big thing around Thursday the twentieth um, because is it Thursday the twenty? Yeah, Thursday the twentieth because uh, there's like a rapper in a more recent episode of The Simpsons who has like this big you know big necklace around his uh, neck that says Thursday the twentieth. Yeah, Thursday. Um, I'm worried I'm like getting this wrong. Like I'm like second guessing myself <laughs> no, right now. Believe in yourself. Um, but it's a big deal for, like, people to post that, like, that meme over and over and over again on Thursday the 20th. And so this year we actually had a bunch of Thursday the 20th, but, like, next year I think there's one. Oh. Or something. Yeah, it's, like, a very, there's a very sharp drop. Hmm. Um, and so my brother and I went and, like, checked every single month that there's a <laughs> Thursday the 20th for the next, like, five years just to make sure that we know that we're prepared It time. Um, that's, you gotta be careful. It's gonna be National Destroy Capitalism Day. Exactly. Because you're a little stitious. Yeah. Um, so we have a bunch of time left. Do you want to do a featured creature? I did pick someone. Yeah, let's do a featured creature. Okay, I did pick one out. Um, I was worried that everybody would get sick of listening to my voice. But this isn't gonna be my voice. This is going to be the voice of whatever cryptid or mythological beastie I picked out. (laughs) We just don't know, friendo. All right, I'm not looking. That's fine. Let me pull up. Because I did I did this, like, very quick read-through, and then I was like, I'm going to be talking a lot. People are going to get sick of me, but too damn bad. So this one's probably super obvious because it's one of our more local cryptids. Okay. So um, we can just discuss because I feel like you have thoughts on him. Sure. Or her. No. I'm a dude. So um, I was, this is me assuming my cryptid role. Okay. I was first spotted in the late 1960s. When um, some people just chilling out in the boonies saw me fly in um, over their heads. I flew low over the trees and over their heads. And that was the first known sighting of me. Shortly thereafter, two young couples spotted me telling police that they saw 
me, a large black creature whose eyes glowed red when the car headlights picked it up. They described it, well, if I tell you this, it's going to be really well, obvious. Okay, because I'm like, I'm drawing a blank right now. Okay. So yeah, try it. Okay. So they described it as a large flying man with 10 foot wings uh-huh. following their car while they were driving in an area outside of town known as the TNT area, the site of a former World War II munitions plant. So over the next few days, people kept spotting me. They kept reporting similar things. Some people said, two volunteer firemen said it was a large bird with red eyes. This is my favorite thing. Um, local sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large hair and he termed a shite poke. <laughs> shite poke? <laughs> you shite poker. It sounds like an insult in Ireland because uh, shite, shite means shit. Shite poker. You shite poke. So, um... A contractor told the sheriff that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in the nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors and blamed buzzing noises from his television set and the disappearance of his German Shepherd dog on the creature. The German Shepherd was probably like, bro, 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 I'm over it. Yeah. Um, so I, um, a lot of people think that it was a sandhill crane, a large American crane, almost as high as a man with a seven foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around its eyes. Okay. But we all know the truth because shortly after I was spotted, a local bridge collapsed leading to the death of 46 people and the incident gave rise to the legend and connected the sightings of me to the bridge collapse. So in 2016, a local TV station published a photo purported to be of me taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route 2. Science writer proposed that the photo showed a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or snake away and wrote that there is zero reason to suspect that it is me, as described in legend. There is now a statue of me in West Virginia, where I was spotted. I, I'm, like, drawing really? a total blank. You do not know about this one, then. Yeah, I don't think these, I know. These kind of are local, most local... I'll read on a little okay, bit more, yeah. and, then I'll, and then I'll tell you, and we'll talk about it. Sure. Um, so, some claim sightings connected with UFOs. Some say that my appearance was to warn people about the bridge collapse. Okay. And that I was going around trying to tell people. Other people say that <laughs> I showed up because I was going to cause the bridge to collapse because I'm a dick. You guys, you gotta get out. Bro, don't be scared. Don't be frightened of me and my giant wings. I'm just worried about you. Huh. That's my Pum-pum-pum-pum wing noises. Because I have soft wings. Okay. I think. I'm also attracted to light. Um... Oh, Usually reports of me from 1966 to 1967, people say that at least 100 people saw me with many more afraid to report their sightings, but observed that written sources for such stories consisted of children's books or sensationalized accounts that fail to, quote, identifiable persons. So some people find roots of my origin story in much older folktales, suggesting that something real may have triggered the scares and become woven with existing folklore. Um, there's also rumors of me attacking the roofs of parked cars inhabited by teenagers because I don't want you guys necking. I'm just worried about your futures. <laughs> I don't know if you brought protection and I don't want you to throw your lives away like this. Oh my God. I'm really, I'm really oh getting my it. God. In my world, all cryptids are just concerned about everyone. Right. Um, they, they're on a separate like plane of existence. Like they know shit. They do. And they're just worried about people. So, right. um, yeah, so Point Pleasant now has an annual festival devoted to me. It started in 2002, and there's a 12-foot-tall metallic statue of me oh. in West Virginia. Um, people can go to see guest speakers, vendor exhibits, and a pancake-eating contest that has my name attached to it, so I can only hope that means that there are pancakes shaped like me. Right. And hayride tours focusing on the notable areas of Point Pleasant. Can you give me the first letter? M. Yeah, that doesn't help me at all. Um, there was also a 2002 movie about me starring Richard Gere, based on the 1975 novel of the same name, The Me Prophecies. Nothing? Nothing. You give up? I give up. I am the Mothman of West Virginia. Oh, Mothman! Yeah! Oh! That's me. I'm cute. Okay, I, I know of Mothman. Yeah. I just wasn't... You weren't that familiar? Yeah, when you said oh. soft, I said, oh, like a little moth. Exactly. <laughs> like, I wasn't wings. thinking of... That's why I imagined soft. his wings okay. go... Yeah, yeah, I was thinking myself. Oh, like little moth. Yeah, and um, oh, Mothman. Okay, this yeah. is this is another of the cryptids that I used for that one blog years ago. Yeah. Um, and there are reports of like a little old lady reported somebody with red eyes was peering into her windows, and they were taller than a man would have been. Mm. Um, but most scientists say it's the sandhill crane 
Those are pretty endangered, though. I don't know what their status was in 1966 and 1967 mm-hmm. when he was spotted. But what's creepy is that all of this started a week before the bridge collapsed. I could see people retconning it after the bridge collapsed mm-hmm. as a way to justify because that's what people do when something horrible happens. Right, Gotta we try to blame. Yeah. yeah, we try to blame an otherworldly thing because it's easier than admitting that just something bad fucking happened. Someone fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's easier than saying, well, we never tested the bridge to have six cars on it at once in the rain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier to say, well, there was this dude with giant wings who came and he clearly wanted to fuck with us. Um, clearly. But what's interesting is they started reporting the sightings before the bridge collapsed. Oh. Like, it started it started a while before. Um, mm. And so within a, within a week of all of the sightings... The bridge collapsed, and then the Mothman was reportedly never seen again. Hmm. So that's hmm. why people were like, it was an alien who came down to warn us about the bridge and was trying to keep people away from the bridge. Um, some people were like, no, it was an alien who came down to get everybody on the bridge to kill them. Um, I've never seen the Mothman Prophecies movie with Richard Gere. I vaguely remember when it came out, seeing Richard Gere looking thoughtful in a coat and like looking off into the distance, but I never... I didn't realize that the mothman prophecies was actually about a mothman i just assumed it was like a thing that people said because they because that's my impression of richard Gere all the time though is, is him he, kind of looking thoughtful <laughs> looking off into the middle distance that's that's fair that is kind of his default state yeah um but yeah like it's i'm gonna i'm gonna go on imdb now and look up the plot of this movie okay because i think he was sent to investigate the mothman He's a reporter drawn to a small West Virginia town to investigate a series of strange events, including psychic visions and the appearance of bizarre entities. Hmm. So they took some liberties with the story as yeah, it exists. Yeah, truly. But, yeah, like, so I'm sharing Sasha now. Uh-huh. This is what it is. So I think the prophecies part comes from they thought he was predicting the bridge collapse. Uh, so they probably, like, had him predicting other, other stuff. And yeah, that. like... The Mothman will come when we need him the most. But until then, he flies away. Aw. I know. Aww, I, hope, just... I hope he's happy wherever he is. I'm sure he is. Like, otherwise he'd come back and be like, hey guys, can I get a pancake? I really hope they have Mothman-shaped pancakes. <laughs> that would be an intense pancake. That'd be really nice. Yeah, but it'd, it'd be, be cool. really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope I hope it's Mothman pancakes. I hope you're Wish happy it... wherever you are. Yeah, I hope... I <laughs> 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 see you, Space Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> I just recently um, watched Cowboy Bebop for the first time, like, what? within the past, like, six months. Yeah, I missed that. Does Jack have them? Uh, yes, them? he has them, and that's how we watched them. Jack is my significant other, and also Sasha's significant other, but it's not the same. They're not the same person. Okay. That'd be um, weird. Okay. Um, do you want to I would like to borrow okay. them. I'll talk to him about it. I haven't it. watched them all the way through in a very long time, but yeah, I, I, I value your illusion just yeah. now. See you, Space Mothman. Um, we should see when that moth, when the Mothman Festival is and try and go. Because yeah, I think they have it every year. Yeah. And we can learn, we can learn more about them. That's I'm awesome. going to Google Mothman Festival. Because West Virginia is not far from here, which is why I think he's our closest straight up cryptid because oh, the bunny mean. man is our no, closest yeah, urban cryptid, legend but he's not yeah. cryptid he's just a dude in a bunny suit whereas the mothman is a mothman oh this doesn't bode well for the festival their page title is mothman festival all in caps except for the last l in festival <laughs> mothman festival 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 well that'd be really cool to check out yeah um, oh I, we missed it this year it was september 15th and 16th but next year next year all we right we totally can do this well on that note we're at an hour yeah um so, so send us your stories spoop hour at gmail.com my mom has a friend who has a story and i'm like oh, nice. email us yeah um so hopefully she does but um, all of you should email or if you have a friend who you know has a really good story um, ask them to write into us, or if they're not comfortable, have them tell the story to you, and then you write into us. Um, Just tell us stories. Or if you've got like a weird thing that you want us to talk about, mm-hmm. like you're like, oh wait, you guys haven't gotten to this cryptid yet, yeah, or, or you need to talk about this thing, or here's a weird thing that I heard of. Like, or just we tell need us. to talk about jackalopes because we do. Yeah, we, we do should talk about jackalopes. We should do a whole like midwestern cutesy yeah, that'd cryptid. Yeah, be really cute. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a cutesy cryptid, and then. Um, Next week, we may not have a new episode because it's Sasha's birthday week, and You're at a I'm at a conference all week, but 
potentially we might be able to record an episode early, but if we're not around next week, we're not dead. We're just busy. Um, and then we'll be coming back at you with all the spoop. And trying to go see a psychic at yes, some point soon. At our, at our local Tarot Reader $5 psychic. And I think, because I know a lot of psychics really are just reading the like micro expressions in your face and you know eavesdropping in on Mm -hmm. your conversations i think we should be completely silent when we go in just so that there's nothing for her to build or him to build up for us well we could we can either talk about that or talk about the weather yeah but i don't want us to be like my boyfriend or my work is so complicated or my car is i'm saying that seems like it would be very hard for both of us i can be quiet can you 